0: Brewer wasn't expecting the staff, he's got it, quick throw out, it is, yes. intercepted, got it intercepted, time. it was Benito! Uh-huh. Welcome to episode number two of Dangerously Average Sports Talk. When I woke up this morning I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm your host Aaron Gelvin and today's topic is the Tennessee Titans and why I think they should still be considered a contender in the AFC this year. We'll also discuss why the support system for young quarterbacks is so valuable.
1: I've said about Kyler Murray, quickest feet I've seen since Barry Sanders. I used to say that about him when he was at Oklahoma.
0: I'll be joined today by my guest, Caleb Smith, a Titans fan who enjoys watching Derrick Henry throw grown men into the ground.
1: Last year, beat the uh, Patriots in the wild card game and uh, really upstage Brady and carry that same energy. And this year really given the uh, Titans uh, the
0: All of that and more coming up on Dangerously Average Sports Talk. All right, all right, all right. Welcome into the show today. Glad to be here today, glad to have you listening wherever you may be listening and however you may be listening. Also glad to have my guest with me today, a collegiate athlete, Caleb
1: Smith. How you doing today, buddy? (laughs) Man, Aaron, I'm so glad to be here. This is a great opportunity. And a shout out to my school, Go Drovers. All right, let's jump right
0: into it. The Tennessee Titans are our number one topic today. Um, kind of the Cinderella story, the underdog story of last year in the playoffs. They come in as the number six seed and they go to Foxborough and they beat Belichick and Brady and the New England Patriots in the wild card round. And then they top that by going to Baltimore and beating Lamar Jackson, the unanimous MVP, on his home turf. Obviously, they go to the AFC Championship game. They lose to the Chiefs just like everybody does, but they were a great story last year. Talk a little bit about what they
1: were able to do a year ago and uh, why that was so impactful for that team and for that franchise. Well, I mean, it obviously just seemed to be like the huge breakout year for Derrick Henry. He just ran the ball over all defenses just all all defenses in the nfl the straw that stirs the drink is obviously derrick henry
0: now i'm not a titans fan you you definitely like the titans more than i do but i love watching derrick henry i think everybody loves watching derrick henry talk about what he has done over the course of his career but last year having a big breakout year and then this year following up on
1: it well yeah i mean derrick henry is a complete man. I mean, how can you not enjoy watching someone who manhandles other large NFL players and coming out of Alabama? I mean, everybody, everybody loved watching him at Alabama. He was a stud at Alabama. He comes into the NFL and a couple of years later, he is just an absolute beast. When you're
0: running full speed with the football in one hand and you can, with your other hand, pick up another grown man and Throw him into the ground, like Derrick Henry does something every three or four weeks that just reminds people, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a different beast. Like I am I'm an absolute monster. Do not mess with me. This is how it sounded on the live broadcast when it happened.
1: whether or not he wanted to play
0: again. Derrick Henry, just just an absolute monster. What can you say? So obviously they're led by him. Do you see them as a contender in the AFC this year? Obviously Pittsburgh and Kansas City are both really, really good. The Titans a little bit behind them. But um, are they a team that can hang with the best and the best in the league and potentially make a run at
1: the Super Bowl this year after doing what they did last year, you know, being on the doorstep? The offensive line has some issues where – they can't protect Tannehill long enough and Tannehill is kind of the piece that really makes or breaks the game. When he has a offense of game where he only passes for 147 yards against the Colts on the 12th of November and they lose that game 17 to 34. Well, then 2 weeks later he comes out throws for more than 200 yards and Derrick Henry touches the ball a little more because of that too, giving him that opportunity to pass more yards. And they win the game handily, 45 to 26. And so that's what really breaks the game is that the offensive line needs to make sure they protect Tannehill. And then that opens up holes for Henry to run. And if that defense can just hold up a little bit, too, they have a legit chance at getting to the Super Bowl. You brought up Ryan Tannehill. We'd be
0: remiss if we didn't spend some time on him. His story has obviously been told. Um coming off the bench last year for Marcus Mariota. And, you know, look, they've had Mike Vrabel. They had some of those auxiliary pieces. They had Derrick Henry, but they didn't do much in terms of the playoffs until Ryan Tannehill was the starter, and and he, you said it perfectly, he is what makes them potentially, as as we just said, kind of a contender. Um, Your thoughts on Ryan Tannehill, I know you are a big, big fan and big supporter of his.
1: Yeah, I mean... When a guy comes out, you know, nobody, nobody talked about him being in my, you know Miami, just didn't have great, great uh, stats, didn't have, you know, interceptions, things like that, comes into Tennessee, and he really has put in the work. I mean, you can see from in 2019, his total, he had 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. You a uh, 117.5 rating, QB rating. And this year, not even done yet. He already has 23 touchdowns more than last year and only four interceptions. So, I mean, you can see he's putting the work in and that is really improving the team's uh, chances at contending for a Super Bowl and possibly winning.
0: Now, you brought up an interesting point. He was in Miami. He was the eighth overall pick in 2012. He was there from 2012 to 2018. And those last three seasons in, in Miami, he was with a guy by the name of Adam Gase, who is uh, currently kind of widely regarded as like he might be the worst coach in the NFL right now. Here's a clip from Stephen A. Smith. He's on a First Take here with Max Kellerman, and he's talking about Adam Gase and the struggles that he has had.
1: They should fire their head coach. He's a waste of time. He never should have been the head coach for the New York Jets to begin with. I'm not going to even get into the fact that when he first got the job with the New York Jets, he showed up to that press conference. I'm going to say, it. he looked high, okay? <laughs> Somebody needs <laughs> to say, go back, he looked high, period. Adam Gase needs to go, period. Even if you come from
0: a long line of Jets fans, if you love your children, don't make them Jets fans. Yeah, so you see Tannehill, I mean, he gets away from a bad situation with... Adam Gase in Miami not to say that there weren't some good years in Miami they made it to the playoffs in 2016 but it was not the right spot for Tannehill and now you see him in Tennessee he's won a lot of games since he's become the starter and I think that that is a uh, proof that he was never a really a bad quarterback he maybe just wasn't in the best situation so that actually feeds perfectly into my next point which is Quarterback situations matter so much in the National Football League. They really always have, but I think that's really, really true nowadays. Not as much for the veteran quarterbacks, you know, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, um, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, the guys who have been there and done that have been doing this for years and years and years. But the young guys, if you're in your first, second, third, fourth year in the league, the situation that you get put in matters. When you get drafted, the the organization has to be stable. If it's a well-run organization, you have got a much better chance to be successful. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. He's in a great spot with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got Andy Reid, who is an incredible coach, great play caller, great play designer. He's got all those weapons with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, he's got Sammy Watkins, um, their offensive line is always really good. Now, not to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes, but he fell into a great spot, and he's had a lot of success, and it helps that he's Patrick Mahomes, and he's incredible. Let's look at Lamar Jackson. The Ravens have always been a really well-run organization. Ever since they became a team, they uh, they had Ozzie Newsome as their GM. He hands it off to Eric DaCosta flawlessly couple years back john harbaugh is their head coach he's really really good and what does baltimore always do well they play defense and they run the football and lamar he struggled at times this season but he was the unanimous mvp a year ago and again he's phenomenal not to take anything away from him but it helps that he fell into a really really great spot with the baltimore ravens so talk about those guys
1: yeah so you know i i got the, i watched Mahomes a lot when he was at tech and cliff kingsbury was there um as his coach when he was there at tech and you know they just texas tech doesn't get a, a whole bunch they got some skill players on offense but they don't have a great defense and i mean when he was at tech you could really see how he was still able to light up the offense but as a team they weren't really able to win games with him now he goes to the chiefs uh gets drafted 10th in the draft i believe and comes in and you know first year you know looked like there's some great potential andy reid kind of learning how he put how mahomes plays and uh man that next year it was just like a rocket blasted off mahomes and just the whole andy reid's offense and they have a great defense there at the chiefs and just the whole running passing balanced offense and mahomes mean just throwing deep balls i mean everything mahomes does and then you got lamar in baltimore i mean lamar you know not a great known for his great throwing skills but last year man just just the rockets on his feet i mean that guy can be elusive continue uh, extend plays and when he does that that's when he's the most dangerous and can throw that ball that you weren't expecting him to throw
0: and you mentioned cliff kingsbury i love what arizona did with betting on kyler murray betting on cliff kingsbury because remember they drafted josh rosen the year before they drafted Kyler Murray. He didn't have a great rookie year, so they said, nope, we're going to dump this guy. We're going to go all in on this Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury kind of college-type offense that they both had so much success with in the college football world, and and they've brought it up here. And it was a gamble, and they bet big, and and it looks like it's worked so far. Uh, Kyler Murray's been phenomenal. Um, they, they really sped up the curve with going, we're going to start this guy immediately. We're going to get a coach that runs an offense that he loves – he hasn't really had to endure the growing pains that some other young quarterbacks have. Of
1: course, uh, I'm a big Murray fan. Uh, I love what he's doing down there in Arizona. Uh, You know, he, He got some great wide receiver pieces in Hopkins and Fitzgerald, and that is just a fun wide receiver duo that he gets to pass to. And what makes him so great is that because Arizona only has a few good pieces on the offensive line, I mean, their offensive line is breaking down every other play Kyler is so elusive can extend the play just almost unlike any other quarterback really can and he is so fast on his feet possibly faster than Lamar you know there's a little bit of debate there but we won't get into that I don't think right now um but I mean uh Kyler is just such a great piece and him with uh Kingsbury being the coach I mean Kingsbury's got a great offensive mind And, I mean, if they can uh, get a few more pieces on uh, defense too, I mean, who knows what they'll be like in the future.
0: Now let's kind of flip that coin. You know, we've talked about young quarterbacks that ended up in really good situations. Now some young quarterbacks that didn't necessarily end up in the best spot. I want to start with Deshaun Watson. You know, the Houston Texans have won some games. They've had a lot of success. Not the playoff success of the Chiefs with Mahomes, but they've made the playoffs a couple of times. They made it to the divisional round last year. Um... But I really like Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is incredible. Um, He's had to deal with a lot. He had to deal with Bill O'Brien, just frankly not being great at his job. Uh, Just to put it bluntly, he traded away DeAndre Hopkins this season. And and you watch what he's done this season with uh, Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. He didn't end up in the perfect situation. And he's so good that he's made it to the playoffs a few times with that team. And they've looked better, definitely, since firing Bill O'Brien early in the year. But um, I have a lot of respect for Deshaun Watson. I think that he is an incredible, incredible quarterback. Um, but he didn't end up in the best situation. And you haven't seen him have the postseason success that um, maybe, you know, if he goes to Kansas City instead of Mahomes, maybe he's he's had more success. Um, you know, another young quarterback that is very scrutinized, very polarizing, gets talked about a lot. I'm obviously biased on this one because I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan, but baker in cleveland right first of all it's cleveland the organization has been terrible for over 20 years now it's been two decades of ineptitude from the cleveland browns owner gm head coach And, you know, they're starting to get it together a little bit. Kevin Stefanski has looked good uh, for that team so far this season. They've had some success and they've won some games. But Baker Mayfield has gone through four head coaches since he got to Cleveland. And there's a lot of opinions going around about Baker Mayfield. Um, Is he the franchise quarterback for them? Should they um, sign him to a new deal and pick up his option after this season? I don't know how many young quarterbacks really would have excelled in that spot. I mean, the two seasons before Baker got to Cleveland, that team was one and 31. And they won seven games with him his rookie year. And they've already exceeded that this season. They're, they're playing really well. Um, not every game is pretty, but they run the ball. And they ask Baker to make some big throws every now and then. And he'll miss some throws but he'll also hit some some big time throws so talk about obviously you and I um, have talked about Baker a lot over the years watching him at Oklahoma and now he's in year three in Cleveland Uh, your opinion on Baker Mayfield might be a little bit different than mine or might be a little bit different than most people's
1: yeah so I mean obviously Baker isn't that you know that bad of a quarterback that I think everyone uh, says he is it's just you have to change your offense so much to a style of play he's not a great pocket passer because of his size i personally i don't think he's a terrible quarterback from the pocket he can but you have to create windows within the offensive line and that's part of you know cleveland just being they didn't have a great offensive line when he came in uh they've gotten a little bit better there with you know kind of creating that run uh type offensive line but you have to get baker out of the pocket got to give him elusive give him guys that they will adapt to his style of play and coaches that will be able to kind of understand him a little bit more and when you have people who are opposing you I mean that makes it really hard and his just his personality and people have to be able to kind of understand and just adapt to him and I think he has that potential but he also you know I think the some things need to change pretty soon if he is going to live up to his potential that he has
0: overall again you know we disagree i i personally would bet on baker that's going to wrap it up for the show today caleb thanks again so much for coming on and being my guest today
1: yeah man we had some really great discussions really good conversations really get people thinking so uh that was a great time, man. Really enjoyed it. Thanks yeah. for inviting me. That's the whole point of doing this.
0: Um, you know, we talked about the Tennessee Titans. Um, both agreed that they're maybe not the best team in the AFC, but uh, definitely a contender for sure. We also talked about young quarterback situations and how valuable they are. So, uh, yeah, stay safe, man. Uh, hopefully we can uh, we can beat this COVID thing and uh, get life back to normal. We got to yeet
1: this virus.
0: Oi. Thank you so much for listening to episode number two of Dangerously Average Sports Talk. I want to thank all my listeners for all the support that I've gotten through these first couple of episodes. And of course, I couldn't finish off this podcast without giving you a quote from the best sports movie of all time. It's only fitting with this episode's topic. Remember the Titans, everybody.
1: You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. What Leave no doubt!